Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. And we are now closing out Beatlemania with the Beatles themselves in a hard day's night. Do you have any history with a hard day's night? No. <laughs> a fact which should surprise no one. No, I, I hadn't heard about this this film until we had to research what we could do for Beatlemania. So like there were a lot of films that were proposed for this second half of the of the month, but there were ones that neither Leah nor I really wanted to do. <laughs> so I'm just I'm stating it as it is. Um, so we uh, we found this one and it seemed fine. So that's what we chose to do. How about you? I also yes do not have any history with this um at all so i was very surprised to know that it was as influential as it is um in terms of you know the what the wikipedia says (laughs) about (laughs) it (laughs) um and also just like you know watching it and seeing the obvious sort of parallels between this and Spice World and I can't believe I'm bringing this mm-hmm. up for the second time this month Naked Brothers Band movie <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I promise I'm not even a hard stand like that like I haven't thought about them in years um, but yeah I yeah so watching it gave me like sort of those feelings of like oh okay I can see that these certain movies uh these mockumentaries um sort of not mockumentaries but like whatever these movies that sort of center bands kind of took from this and uh yeah Mm -hmm. that's 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 kind of the only thing that I am sort of connected to with this movie um outside like you know some of the songs that i know (laughs) but outside of that i have literally no connection to a hard day's night 1964 yep so as uh mentioned it was pretty influential i will say that the monkeys television show is a thing that i was aware of so i guess that by proxy gives me history with this movie but also not really because I didn't know about that because I feel like the monkeys television show itself then went on to inspire other things so like it's just like a a constant flow through because I'm pretty sure the monkeys tv show ended up inspiring like tv shows about bands which S Club 7 it's a whole thing right. <laughs> TV show about a band you yeah. know so I, I just I just feel like it all stems back from that mm-hmm. weird but yes yeah, so to get into it um, 
the movie starts off with, and forgive us if we don't remember everything that happens in this movie, because <laughs> not a lot happens in this movie. <laughs> like, so, yes, but... It starts off, we start off with um, A Hard Day's Night playing as the background, as the uh, the boys, the Beatles, are running through the, the streets of London. They're trying to get to a train, and they're being chased by, like, a horde of girls, just, like, and not even, like, slowly chased. They're being, like, like full running yeah. down the streets of London, like, trying to get away from these girls, and they're, like, doing some, like, little hijinks where, like, pretending to be in telephone booths, and, like, yeah. I think uh, Paul's, very... like, hiding behind a newspaper and things yeah. like this. It's very, like, cartoonish and, like, Austin Powers <laughs> vibes. Yeah. Which also Austin Powers might be referencing Hard Day's Night as well. So Probably, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we have that. There's this clip. I, I was so confused as to why they focused on this clip for so long, but there was a man and he was trying to get into this box slash bag of something right. with milk. <laughs> <laughs> And it just, like, ends up spilling down his front because of how he tears it. Apparently, it's just long-life milk. So, I don't know if it was an ad for the milk in the beginning of the movie, but I was very confused as to why they're taking so long to focus on this man trying to open this (laughs) milk box. Regardless. Um, Product placement. Love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. But the boys make it onto the train. And when they're on the train... Uh, Paul's already there and he's sitting next to this older gentleman who they introduce as his grandfather and we get a bit of the banter that they have between each other and how they speak and I was a little taken aback because I don't I, I don't think I've watched that many British films one mm. of the 1960s and two of of Liverpudlians I haven't I don't listen to like the Beatles talking that much (laughs) so I didn't know like that's how they sounded and apparently the one who wrote the dialogue for the movie like spent time with the guys to like make sure that they had lines that sounded like the way that they spoke and stuff like that so I'm gonna like take it on grace that they were fine with the way that the lines sounded and that's how like, they actually talk to each other and they keep bringing up the fact that he is like very clean which I'm yeah, guessing is like the, um, clean shaven. the four of them on the thing with the grandfather um, and they have the little banter of like um, oh we've met your grandfather it's not this guy and <laughs> And he's like, well, you're entitled to, to like, to grandpa. They have this, like, I mean, I kind of enjoyed the way they have their back and forth, mm-hmm. you know? But, yeah, the clean comment was really weird because, like, like, he, like, I think at least four people say that yes. in the span of 60 seconds, genuinely, not an exaggeration. 
I don't know, maybe it, it means like something uh else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it like literally means he's physically clean. He's clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I assume it means something British that I that it that misses me completely. But um, I did catch uh something that I was very proud of. Uh so the their grandfather uh so i guess they have two managers mm-hmm. or something um or like a manager and his assistant and they come in and they ask the boys if they want anything um and they're gonna like get some tea and the grandfather's like oh yes i want some too and he leaves and another gentleman comes in who i guess is sharing the car with them mm. and he it's very much like trying to take charge of the situation he like closes the window even though like the four boys want it open and he stops Ringo from like playing the radio because he's been on this train he rides the train two times a week and the boys are just like taking taking the piss out of him because they're just like oh no it's his train of course Mm -hmm. and the guy's like I fought in the ward for you and they don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> the grandfather, when the boys leave the carriage and they go out into like the dining area, the the manager and his his companion are having an argument. And apparently the grandfather is known for um, breaking up groups. <laughs> yeah, breaking up groups, causing trouble. Yeah. Being a shitster essentially. Because they're like to Norman Shake with the two names of the, of the people. Um, they're like, you never had an argument for as long as you know him. And he, this guy's with you for like five minutes and you're like already fighting. But they, I think he said something. One of them said something about like, if you're going to have a Barney, I want to see it. And I was like, oh, I know that slang. Barney Rubble. Trouble. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> I'm so happy. I was just like, ah, I know the slang. <laughs> Uh, that's fun I didn't yeah, catch it <laughs> but well I think it I think it only like stood out to me because I knew it so I was just like ha Got I it. know that one I know that one <laughs> they might have said other ones that just literally went over my head right. just because of how fast they talk sometimes yeah there are some girls that are on the train in the dining carriage as well and some of the guys want to go over and try to pull them and the grandfather uh, says that they're convicts <laughs> <laughs> and they're prisoners on the train but and like, sends also, the girls running i, I don't want to un- i don't want to undersell this they're in school uniforms yes they they are in school they don't look like school girls but they are in school uniforms yes uh, like i i miss that the first time around because it's just like oh yeah it's just these two young girls but then when there were like more of them I was just like oh uh, yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. on a trip or something so they send the he sends the girls running and I don't know he the grandfather disappears for a little <laughs> bit which yeah. Paul is upset about because he specifically gave Norman Shake instructions not to lose him because he's a troublemaker of course and he had ended up in the 
car of some woman and said that they got he was like sipping alcohol with them and they got engaged or something and she looked so confused by that and so they put them they put him in like dog prison with all the pets (laughs) in the pet carriage Um, and the boys come in and they start like playing games and singing yeah and like it's it's a weird transition because it's like they start playing card games and then the music starts playing one of them starts singing and then all of a sudden we're in like a full-on musical number with like all of the schoolgirls there and they're playing their instruments and i'm like when did we transition to this scene but okay whatever (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah they're singing should have known better etc they play they play the song and then the train is pulling in and of course there are fans there already so mm-hmm. they have to try and run through and this is when I thought like something was gonna happen like one of them was gonna get into one of the wrong cars or something but no they they dive through the black cabs into one of the other cars leaving shake behind who then has to like collect all their instruments and meet them at the hotel later they go to the hotel and uh, the boys just kind of milling around doing whatever suits their fancy lounging playing the piano and norm comes in with a bunch of fan mail Uh, initially we think that Ringo only got one letter but Shake comes in with the rest of the letters that are mostly all for Ringo (laughs) and within those letters is an invitation to a uh, like a casino club type environment which he is forbidden to go to by Norm and the grandfather chimes in as well saying yes of course such a den of uh drugs and and uh, impurity should not be for a young gentleman whatever and he pockets the um the invitation himself and wrinkles like no that's mine but norm (laughs) tells all of them to stay there and to not leave and to answer all of their fan letters (laughs) like good boys (laughs) and they obviously don't want to so as soon as they're left um all the boys leave to to go out to party and the grandfather waits behind for a bit and a butler manservant type person comes in and starts to clean up and he gets an idea and the next time the next thing we cut to is the boys just at the party just like having fun i felt like this went on for so long it did because okay it wasn't just me (laughs) because we're at the scene at the party and they're having a good time and like uh, a song is playing I want to be your man yeah I want to be your man and then we cut to the grandfather and we see now he's in the gambling place Mm -hmm. and they're speaking French but he doesn't know French so he's just saying whatever word sounds like the word that they're using Mm. And he's obviously spending money, but we don't know if he has money yet. And then they cut back to the party again, and another song is playing, which mm-hmm. is Don't Bother Me. Yeah. But they're still like 
smoking and like dancing and just having a good time and we cut back to the casino and the grandfather is still there he's still betting at the table only he is dressed now we see as like the butler person Mm -hmm. so he goes over to another table and like has like a towel draped over his arm and like presents a plate with a written amount of money on it which the man at the table pays and then he then uses it to pay his own bet because the man didn't like look up and pay attention and see that he's like not a butler and then we cut back to the party again and they're still just having a good time I'm just saying except- all my loving you know <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm just like goodness me uh, but I think this is the time when Norm and Shake arrive and they start to spot the boys and they're like nah get out out Mm-hmm. go home go back get out of here and of course the boys aren't too happy but when we cut to their room we can see that there's an old man in there um, in his undergarments uh, reading a newspaper and he starts to panic and he goes and hides in the closet as they come in and Ringo goes <laughs> Ringo <laughs> Ringo goes to put his coat away and he he looks in the closet and then comes back out and it's like there's a man in there and the boys are like what are you soft are you okay and another one goes and he's like he's right you know <laughs> and I'm just like y'all are so not worried about this like what are you are you okay is that normal it's, for it's you? It's very, it's like, again, it's very, like, um, like, very cartoonish. I, I, I do appreciate that it's just, like, so non-serious. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole thing is just, like, mm-hmm, and this happened, and then this happened, <laughs> and the end. <laughs> like, the stakes are so fucking low this entire movie. <laughs> You are never concerned. <laughs> but eventually he's pulled out of the closet and we find out that uh, the gentleman he refers to as the one who took his clothes um, is Paul's grandfather, who they then have to go and retrieve from the gambling den. And initially they're stopped at the entrance because the guard is, uh, the bodyguard is like, no members only or invitation. And Norm just gestures at the boys and there's like, well, and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 you could come. <laughs> like, it doesn't even, like, nothing. So it's just like, ah, yes, these gentlemen, they can go in. And Shake makes a joke that he's um, Paul's sister or something to get in as well. But they locate the grandfather, who by this point has racked up a hefty 180-pound uh, bill, which... I kind of want to check how much money that is in present times, you know, with Mm -hmm. inflation. Mm -hmm. So a hundred pounds in 1964 is the equivalent of 1,830 pounds today. So he spent a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. Which is probably why Norm reacted the way that he did when he said how much money (laughs) he had spent and i understand that (laughs) goodness but yes uh they i don't know how they 
paid for it, but I'm going to assume that they do. So they bring him back to the hotel. The next day, they have a scheduled TV performance. They get to the, the stage where they're meant to like rehearse. And Norm warns them beforehand he doesn't want any trouble today because they've already like disobeyed him <laughs> the night before he just wants everything to go well today but by the time they're on stage for the rehearsal uh, there's already an issue with the producer because <laughs> Paul's grandfather has already said something to him that 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 makes him think that they're like enemies because mm-hmm. it was said in bad faith so like he doesn't think that he's good enough for 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 them i don't know i really don't <laughs> so uh they have um a press conference to do mm. and they kind of go through your questions i think one of them asks are you a mod or a rocker and one says i'm a ro- i'm a mocker yeah they have like little witty retorts to like everything i think one of them is um one of them continuously responds to like every question oh we're just friends or something like that and like to the point where he was asked something about like a familial like relation and he's like oh we're just friends but yeah like there every single response to everything was just like unserious (laughs) They were like, like, oh, we, yeah, whatever. Of course, they immediately, after the press conference, um, sneak out and they head down the fire escape and they go to like a sports field and just begin to like mess around and play um, until the owner comes and accuses them of trespassing. And then they have to leave back in the studio. They get separated for a second. And Ringo, not Ringo, um, George ends up in this like trendy office thing where I think they thought that he was here to audition for a commercial, but he's not. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> they, they want him to like get an idea of this clothing that they want to sell and he just thinks it's horrible and is like accusing them of being out of touch because they have a model who the boys regularly make fun of on a daily basis like whenever they see her on the screen because she's so out of touch and the 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 producer of that is just like had enough of George and it's like get him out he's assaulting the company image mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like <clears throat> and he's like do you think it's part of a trend it's happening now and I think the assistant is just like oh like total anarchy of course not I don't mm-hmm. know what the point of it was but it happened <laughs> and so I think John Lennon also has like this moment with this woman who almost accuses him of being someone but then he doesn't he denies being whoever she thinks that he is to the point that once she puts on her glasses she's decided that he doesn't look anything like whoever she thought he was Mm -hmm. and 
he then accuses her of looking more like him than he does. I don't know. Like, his... <laughs> It's very weird. Anyway, so <laughs> rehearsal, the first, I don't know what's happening in this movie half the time. So the first <laughs> rehearsal, they do, I don't remember what song, was it I, If I Fell, if in, I love, fell if I in Love with You? So they do that, and then they get a quick powder of their, of their faces to get rid of the shine, and then... They do uh, another song. Is that Can't Buy Me Love? I don't have anything to say. I don't have too much money. Can't Buy Me Love. I like that song. <laughs> I guess this is when uh, the, the boys don't want to be saddled with the task of like keeping an eye on Paul's grandfather. And Ringo ends up with the job. Mm. And so they end up in the canteen where uh, the shit stirrer that he is. Um, oh, also secretly at this point, uh, the boys had autographed something for him. And he had oh, yeah. copied it, uh, it, their uh, signature. Yeah. This was like right at the beginning when he was um, right after he'd caused trouble with the managers or whatever he'd asked for the signatures and so they but at this point he's like forged those signatures over and over i guess yeah and started selling counterfeit he's not selling the counterfeits yet so he's talking to ringo and he's accusing him of wasting his time reading a book instead of going out and experiencing life because mm. you know like he's and i'm just like this 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 man is famous mm-hmm. how much life do you want him to what <laughs> but Rango's just works. like you know what you know what you're right I am squandering my time <laughs> rather than experiencing life and he marches off and he runs into John and then Paul and he like makes like little quips as he passes by and he's just like leaving <laughs> and he's he's gone and they're shocked and John's grandfather uses this also as an opportunity to get out by himself but like the boys don't stop Ringo from leaving at all they're just like okay um, they're surprised they're surprised but they don't react mm. <laughs> so I'm just like okay um, so Ringo goes out he has his camera he's taking pictures of the world and so taking a walk some fans spot him and he has to like duck into a shop and get like a trench coat and a hat to like hide himself better but he just continues on looking at beautiful things he goes into a bar and he tries to like just hang out I guess but when he tries to pay he ends up putting his coin on a table and messing up people's games and he puts his drink on another table which I think has like conquers and so the glass breaks and spills everywhere and then he picks up darts and tries to throw them but he ends up throwing one into like something that someone's eating a sandwich and then 
too. He throws it almost at the parrot that's in the cage next to the, which why would you put a parrot cage next in to a, the dartboard? Yeah. I yeah. feel like that is an error on the owner's part mm-hmm. and not so much Ringo. But he's like banished out of the bar. He ends up talking to this like young boy who I guess has like three other friends of his own and you know, he starts describing them, talking about how like it's a good shout to be with the be the four of them all together, even though he's truant from school and well, I guess Ringo's truant from work at the same time. But yeah, they have that conversation and then at some point Ringo ends up getting arrested because he was in this like construction area and there was a young woman and he was like laying down his coat to like help her cross the puddles but he ended up laying his coat over a hole and she like drops into the hole and you're just like okay now you're disturbing the peace like you're gonna come with me mm-hmm. let's go and then at this same time is when the grandfather is busy distributing um his fake uh signed autographed pictures of the boys uh in order to make profit they scoop him up very fast and so they end up in the prison together but the grandfather ends up getting let go early and he of course goes back to the studio meanwhile while this was happening uh all of the boys disappeared for a while uh because they were trying to find Ringo but he's not in the studio so now Norm is panicking and the producer is worried because they need to be there for the next rehearsal like what is happening yeah and they they try to find him again but to no avail and so I think they do do they end up doing a rehearsal without they don't end up they it's proposed that they do a rehearsal without him but in the end they decide to just keep looking for him um and then just go on when it's time so the grandfather comes back and he's like uh, Ringo's uh, been arrested she's in the police station and of course the boys then run off to go and get Ringo <laughs> and I'm so confused now because they run into the police station and then they get all the police to run after them to leave and then Ringo ends up leaving Mm -hmm. after all of the police have left and that it's 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 just like uh it's like the the foot chase slapstick you know with the police and their like incompetence trying to catch these boys yeah. they run like back and forth across the street you know yeah. someone's actually committing a crime trying to like yeah. get into a car but they don't see him and it's like and maybe cops... this is the inception of that because this is 1964 so like maybe this is like one what? of the earlier um examples of something like that particularly I mean, I think there's, like, examples of this kind of thing all the way back to, like, the early 1900s. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, there's this thing called 
Keystone cops and they have like this police slapstick uh, comedy thing like specifically the running bit I'm not sure if that was also in Keystone cops but yes we, we do this back and forth uh, for a while and eventually the boys just end up running into the studio where I guess the cops can't enter you know like you know they 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 just they just can't come in um ah dang it (laughs) and we almost had them (laughs) (laughs) but it's just minutes to go now and they have to get ready to play and so they do this concert where they replay the songs that we've already heard yeah, we also get she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's and I love her somewhere in there. I'm happy to dance with you somewhere in there. Tell me why happens, but I think there's like some song that happens during a couple montages or like a couple songs that happen yeah. during a couple montages as well. So, but that's basically it. <laughs> was basically the movie it was like super quick because it's it's like an hour and a half movie and also like seven events happen (laughs) yeah that is a hard day's night this is gonna be the shortest episode ever (laughs) well i mean it's not heavy on plot it's it's more just like a fun little romp Romp. i guess Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it, it has that for it so let's get to our ratings using our standard mm-hmm. rhetoric of five points. Uh, we'll start with, as always, music and choreography. Now, there wasn't really choreography uh, in this movie for the Beatles. Uh, there was choreography done in like one of the segments of the show, but it wasn't really like choreography that was... Yeah. important I guess mm-hmm. music all of the music is from the Beatles so it's it's basically their own jukebox that they're singing their songs to and it's not like the songs were used in like a context to tell the story the songs were more there as fodder Mm-hmm. It, like some some of it was incorporated into the actual like world of the film like they were rehearsing or they were doing um, stuff for the TV show that they're going to be on and some of it wasn't like the scene in the train which I'm still confused about if it was actually happening mm-hmm. or not um, so there's that but it wasn't like they were using the songs to convey parts of the story they were just more they had the songs in there um yeah so i guess for music uh i will give it uh okay 3.75 out of five because i guess none of the beatles songs that i actually like like a lot were in there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, 3.75 out of 5 uh, trains. Nice. 
Um, yeah, I agree with literally everything you said. It is, it, it was kind of just there. <sighs> yeah, none of it was telling the story. Very little of it had anything to do with anything. <laughs> There's nothing else really much going on music-wise in terms of storytelling. And um, the song selection, you know, it's kind of like with the movies we did in September, the psych psychedelic September where the songs used were songs from an album and it was just sort of like a movie crafted from the songs, except in this case, the songs themselves weren't used to tell a, a particular story. They were just sort of um, included in the story. Yeah, I don't really have much to say because like I only really, 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 really like one song a lot over most of the others, um, or at least I'm more familiar with one song <laughs> over most of the others. Um, and as a result, and this is like not me saying like Beatles songs are anything, this is like mostly just a judgment on their usage within our criteria of like telling the story of a musical. <laughs> I feel like that's something we should keep in mind. <laughs> um, so I think, um, yeah, I I'll give it 3.75 because it's like, like the songs aren't bad. It's just like nothing's happening with them. <laughs> <laughs> so 3.75 trains story um so this takes place over like a day and a half it's like 36 hours and mm. it's meant to like depict them like going from wherever they were to the train to the hotel to the studio for their performance and then they leave so we basically end where we started um and I guess I can appreciate that. It's just that because it's kind of s s like this little chunk of their life, not a whole lot happens. Mm -hmm. um, like like Leah kept saying, like seven things happen. Um, <laughs> but none of them are like terribly dramatic. And it's not that a movie has to be dramatic. Um, yeah. But... It just really was the opposite of that. There was, there was, it, it, it was very anticlimactic. Mm. Um, I will be honest because even when, because when I read the synopsis initially, and I think we both um, got the same idea, like this was going to be kind of like hangover-esque. It was going to be like a search for Ringo kind of a thing. And it wasn't that. Um, it was hardly even that when Ringo did go missing because mm -hmm. they looked and then they came back and he was like, oh, he's not here. Um, <laughs> the only the only one that was ever truly concerned was Norm. <laughs> he is he the one uh, and the producer, but for different reasons, they were panicking. But yeah, yeah, I think because of the like slightly surreal, absurdist nature that we established in the beginning, it never felt like there was any significant peril and so yeah. the movie kind of just lost me a little bit but then I have to remember it was 1964 and like mm. a lot of 
cinema techniques and like story building through cinema was like especially for like a short film was like still being established and this was like an establishing film for a lot of things that came after so like I'll give them that at the same time like I was just I felt like I was constantly waiting for more to happen than did and maybe that's just uh, a misconception of mine because it's a it's a comedy film so I'll give it give it a 3.5 yeah 3.5 out of 5 Ringo's cameras cool yeah I think I'll start by saying I appreciate that it was influential um I appreciate that like (laughs) you know there are things in this that went on to inspire like tons and tons of stuff that is like now super super common things like jump cuts things like a lot of like literal take like uh technique like camera and editing technique um came from this and like i totally get that and it was it's cool to see it i think the the story though it like again i call back to spice world where it's basically the same story right the band has a particular show whatever they have to go to and there's just a bunch of hijinks in between the beginning of the movie and then the end of the movie and a lot of it is kind of inconsequential and doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. except with spice world (laughs) they like really went way more way more absurdist but that i feel like they could simply because they had this as a blueprint first of all and um second of all because you know times and everything so like i i get that um it's just i think because because of that because having seen what comes after it is hard to see the origin of it and like see it like see the the like the thing scaled down you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like um I, yeah i don't really know how else to explain it like having seen what it influences and how that ends up being you know gets like it gets louder and bigger and whatever getting to see the initial stages of it and seeing like the just it's just like small and incremental <laughs> in this way is like it it is not jarring but rather just kind of like huh okay <laughs> all right i guess you know um and so like so like not much happens but stuff does happen and like no stakes at any point and i wish there were stakes <laughs> like mm. like uh, like like with the ringo stuff like there could have been stakes like yeah you know what i mean like it 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 of course yes we're still having a, like a lighthearted time and it's like 
fun and quippy and whatever, whatever. But like, we could have had him missing for a longer time. We could have been concerned about him for a little bit longer. He could have gone missing a little earlier. I don't know, something. Um, but it's just like, introduce a problem, kind of don't really care about the problem, and then resolve the problem with very little issue. <laughs> and so it's just like, all right. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I, I, you know, again, I, I'm capping it off by saying I absolutely do understand, like, all of the hullabaloo about it, right? Like, I do get it. Um, it's just like I'm seeing it in 2022 for the first time after having seen what it goes on to inspire, which is like tons and tons of other things um, and getting to see all of that scaled up. So, uh, so all of that being said, I will give it, I'll give it 3.5 Ringo cameras. And finally, overall enjoyment. Um, I don't hate the movie. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I, I, so like listening to them speak and like just exist is new for me. Lennon can go suck an egg. But you know, like, hello, 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 hello. just seeing them as a band and like the ph knowing the phenomenon that they are, like I liked being able to like see them for a while just just them like even though there were music bits like just them which is it's like similar with with spice world like mm. i enjoy like seeing them act as people rather than performing <laughs> in terms of like the film on a whole it was funny um and I like slice of life things, but I just it was it was fine. It was fine. I think it was fine. <laughs> you know, I just I don't th I don't think that there's any like further way for me to describe it. I was just like, oh, it's okay. Um, yeah. I'm not in love with it, uh, like I am probably with some other films. But you know, not every film is for me, and I respect <laughs> it. Um, so for overall enjoyment. I'm gonna. I'm sticking with the threes, and I'm gonna give it three point seven five out of five. Um, three point seven five out of five signed posters. Okay. Um. Yeah, I did actually. Uh. As like, enjoy the banter between them as well. Like, I. I like. I think the thing I enjoyed the most was just the dialogue and just mm -hmm. like how it was i don't know i enjoyed the chemistry and how they talked and the dialogue itself and like again like the little hijinks and stuff it's cute and funny because like i do like cartoons like <laughs> i watch cartoons i like them it was a cartoon <laughs> it was just an episode of like I can't think of a cartoon right now that like has similar stakes but isn't like Scooby-Doo because like there was no like crime solving. <laughs> I'm particularly thinking about like the, the chase scene right now, which is why Scooby-Doo came to mind. But mm -hmm. um, but like I do, I like I also enjoy like, uh, I, I enjoy slice of life. I enjoy cartoon hijinks. I enjoyed the uh, sort of chemistry and banter between everybody 
I think, like, and I, I, you know, I also, you know, enjoyed the music aspect of it, I suppose, you know? Um, I think the only thing that sort of, sort of, I guess, dampened it for me was the expectations that I had. And I think if my expectations had been, you know, at the center of the earth's core or like on the floor <laughs> or something like that, I would have, I would have been like really, really pleased with this movie. Like I, I feel like my expectations were a little high simply because I knew beforehand all of the other stuff, you know what I mean? Like all of the, all of the accolades and all of the nice things everybody had to say about it and all of the fun stuff that I said, um, you know, that's associated with it in the, in, you know, the previous category. And I think because of that, because of that, that expectation that I had coupled with the, again, the comparison that I kept making in my head to like stuff that I was like, oh, I've seen basically this movie in a different version, in a slightly different way, um, kind of, <laughs> kind of took away something that could have been like maybe even higher scored for me. Um, so keeping that in mind, if there was a score between four and three point seven five, it would be that, but there isn't. So. I'm gonna lean towards 3.75, but but like also keep in mind it's closer to a four than than it isn't. You know what I mean? It just isn't gonna be a four. <laughs> it is what I'm saying. Like it isn't gonna be a four, but like you know, it could have been. <laughs> it could have been a little higher. The four. What is it? 3.75 signed posters. It's time for obsessions. Theater news and things we love. It's time for obsessions. Things involving music girls. All right, this is a part of our podcast where we talk about the things that the song says. Theater news, things we love, and they usually involve musicals. Um, including, you know, the TV, podcast, yada yada, so long as it's, you know, musical related. Anyways, um, so this is probably not going to be a trend, hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. But um, last week, I had a bit of a rant. And this week, I have a video to accompany that rant that you can go watch and, um, you know, sit in the little bit pit of anger that I was sitting in. Um, and I will be talking about Wait in the Wings for, for what feels like the hundredth time, because uh, they are a mainstay on my side of the obsessions. Um, Wait in the Wings posted a video how Andrew Lloyd Webber lost a fortune in 15 hours. And it is a video talking about the Patti LuPone um, Sunset Boulevard debacle essentially and yeah it's a it's like i think 15 minutes long it is really good i really 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 do recommend it um 
very entertaining, also very informative, and um, yeah, I don't know, go give it a watch, I'm just saying. Um, and then the only other thing I really feel like talking about is um, that Heather's UK, the Western, Western, hello, the West End, <laughs> the West End Heather's is getting a uh, filmed pro shot and the live performances of Heather's at the other palace will be resuming from the 20th, which has passed by the time that you're listening to this, um, through to the 4th of September 2022. And so you can go get tickets for that. And you can keep an eye out for when the pro shot itself will be um, released. That is all on my side. Is that all on both sides? It is. I have nothing. All right. That is all <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> you can get all of our obsessions um, from literally every single one of our episodes on our Tumblr, and that is Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast.tumblr.com. You can follow us on our social media, Instagram and Twitter at TMMTMM Podcast. We have an email, Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast at gmail.com. We have playlists that have songs from all of the movies that we have watched and reviewed for you all. And they are on our Spotify. So if you go onto Spotify and you go to TMMTMM podcast and you go to the profile and not the podcast itself, you will find a playlist for every year that the podcast has existed. Yeah. So thank you for listening to our very quick episode of Beetle Mania. Thank you for joining us on our little journey over here. And we will be having a fun little gay time in Pride. So come and join us over in June. It's going to be fun, fun, fun. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So thank you for listening and catch us in the next one for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I have been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adicia. Goodbye. Goodbye.